Hey guys, this is Tina B. And Charmaine G. We're here to talk about the messiness of life. It's ugly. And it's raw. It's real. And it's a freaking game. It's whack-a-mole. 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 This is us. And our gift to you. Greetings. And salutation, wackos. Greetings. Oh, we've missed you. It's been a whole week. It's been a week. Is I don't... anybody besides me just sweating like ridiculous? No, it's just you. Thank you. I feel fresh. Perfect. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot to get into today, so we're just going to do definitely a word to our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Um, let's cover Dixie Pest Control. They are amazing at what they do. They are licensed and insured, and they come to your home and kill everything but you, your family, your pets, and yes, that is including your mother-in-law. Like Sean, uh, you want to call them at 435-256-0407. They can come out today. Okay, let me turn my phone off. Sorry about that. The second one is Sunset Wellness. <coughs> and I love their ad. The body you want is yours. I like it. I do too. And I'm reaping the benefits of this. I'm going to tell you, it does great skin tightening treatment. Um fat reduction and they've got a huge state-of-the-art uh cryo skin therapy t-shock machine that does it and you can call them at 435-680 what the heck yep <laughs> i can't even read this shit <laughs> okay 9482 sorry about that sunset wellness and Tina. Yes, we have Dixie moving in storage. Um, they will move your piano, your gun safe. Those things are hella heavy. Yeah. They'll pack your whole house up. They will move you. They're professional. They give white glove service as well. Um, they'll pack you or they'll move your stuff that you've already packed. Their number is 435-628-2281. Dixie moving in storage, established in 1977. Gosh. That's a long damn time. That was the year I was bo born. I was that 11. Is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Hey, give them a call. They are at 1281 West Red Ledge Parkway. And then that is it. All right. We have a guest today. Can yeah. we just say that we have a guest? He is the best guest ever. It's a he. It's a he. <laughs> He's joining us. And his name is oh. Kobe John. Davis. Oh. And there he is. <laughs> this is a family gig here. I love every bit of it. Even our our intro music, Aww. our logo, everything. He's so cute. Yes, it is. And so this is the deal. I like, uh, today's my day off. So I do the things I like. One of them is a podcast and the other one is I spend time with him and, and spend money. Shopping. I spent time with him and spent money. <laughs> now I'm podcasting. I'm going to go home and make some mac and cheese with the leftover ham from Easter. And it's, mm. we're going to call it all good. It'll yeah. be a great day. So Speaking we're so happy to Easter, have him here. That was oh, last week, my check-in. And I think that a lot of people this year might be able to relate with me. I had a hard week. Um, mm. The biggest lump was paying over $6,000 in taxes. <sighs> Did you guys see? I posted my yeah. check. Yeah. And in the memo, I put, I drew a picture of an ass with a screw going into it. And then I slashed it, sandpaper. 
So that's that's F- what that check was written on for. That one, huh? Exactly. Gosh. I, I wanted to put Let's that on there, and then Greg goes, "Can you please write a new one? <laughs> Can you please write?" Because he's such Be a rule follower. Correct. He's such yeah. a rule follower. He's afraid that they're like going to come back and tax us even more. Probably. No. I don't it, know. It was it, it, it a lot of it was the capital gains because I unfortunately had to sell my yes, home yes, before yes. the exclusions and all of those things. Um, but however, uh, being self-employed, there's a lot of things that you just get taxed with. Yes. And so, thank oh, God. you know what? The other hell. side, Greg asked me, how do you feel about that? And I said, and he never asked me stuff like that, but <laughs> I usually ask him, how do you feel about it? Like it's a, it's a constant therapy session in our house. How do you feel about that, honey? He asked me, how do you feel about that? And I honestly had to say in order to not be angry or you know, all the bullshit Resentment, that is self, yeah. self-pity and pity pot shit. I am grateful that I was able to write that check and have it postmarked today. I mean, really, let's think about that for Kudos. a minute. You know, yeah, it, that true. could be like, oh, shit, I don't have that. Right. I do not have that. So and the, a lot of people don't. Yes. Yes. I could expound on that, but we don't need to because we have a very, very serious topic that we want to talk about today. And before we get started, this is an adult content episode. For sure today. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we just want to give you a warning that this may cause triggers. This may cause um, also an awakening. So last week when we ended, it was about the social media and our intent and our motive of why we go on there and the highs and the lows of it. Um, you know, when I was done, we talked about that episode of domestic violence that I you could witness. And um, we drop the ball because actually this month is sexual assault awareness month. Yes, it is. And that is probably, I am so anxious on this episode. Take and a deep breath, mama. The, we it's, try to choose relatable topics. We and, do. And you wouldn't be, you wouldn't feel that way. Not that I would want you to, but you can relate to this. This isn't something you read about and thought, well, let's talk about this. Sounds like a good topic. This affects, I don't know a lot of women that haven't, been through this men and, and men too mm-hmm. and children. men too yes and of that's course, the part children. where i get sick because anything in the news anything about children and harming them in any way um just cripples me i get paralyzed i I actually can't really watch the news hardly because uh, so much things go on behind the scenes. Oh my goodness. We're not in a bubble. No, we are not. Okay, so we are going to talk about sexual assault today. And I'm not prepared nor willing to share my intimate experience with this, but this topic, probably why I'm so anxious and I'm shaking rock star slash <laughs> topic, right? is that... Um, it's real and it is probably one of the most lifetime damaging things that could ever happen to a person. Um, present in this time, sexual assaults are the most prevalent crimes in the US, yet also those most underreported. Over the last two decades, much work has been dedicated to change the landscape of sexual assault and to empower victims of this type of crime. What's worse though, is that the statistics, the data is rising. Um, over the last decade, on an annual rate, 2.9% um, 
in this trend shows no sign of decreasing. That's nearly 30% increase in just this crime alone. That's insane. The sources of my information are the Department of Justice, the RAIN uh, study and research, and Statistica. So this is, we're going to talk about the United States because this isn't, I mean, it has no bias. It, it, it has no uh, gender, race, religion, anything, age, uh, no discrimination that happens. And it's sickening and it's so devastating. Um, so I'm going to start off with a lot of alarming statistics. Capital, alarming. Mm. Okay. An American is sexually assaulted every 93 seconds. That's insane. And it's American. It's not, it doesn't, it's not specific to men, women, children, just nope. humans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 90% of these numbers are adult rape victims are female. Over 80% of sexual assaults are committed by an acquaintance, somebody that you know. So relatives, teachers, religious leaders, former spouses. Unfortunately, the list of possible attackers is one of the most who will most often have a very intimate relationship with the vi victim, grooming them, conditioning them, um, you know, creating those opportunities. Yeah. Can I just, ex my first experience with this, because I was literally just thinking about this the other day, it, it blew me away as a child. I was a, I don't like to use the word victim. I was, um, subjected to a lot of things addiction alcoholism domestic violence as a kid as an adult like it just i mean there wasn't a lot suicide there's not a lot that has gone on that i don't have a story about i was not sexually assaulted as a child i um i had an older cousin who liked to make out with me and my sister never went any further than that um and I just want to say that the first time I heard about this was probably in 1982. Mm. My sister had a friend. My sister had a friend who, um, who's, sorry. You're good. <laughs> My sister had a friend and she told me, this girl came and stayed with us and she told me, well, cause her father's been touching her. <sighs> And I, I was beside myself. I had never in my life, I was maybe 16, 15, I'd never heard anything like that. It blew me away. I, I never heard anything like that. And I, it, it traumatized me just hearing about because it. Because you knew she probably had to go home and it wasn't going to stop. It, I could not wrap my brain around that. Right. Because what do you do? The first thing you do is you think about your own father. I mean, my father wouldn't even let me wear shorts above my knees. Mm. And not, I'm not kidding. And for a reason. So, yeah. Modest so anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there that that was, you know, that just it that traumatized me hearing about it. And I knew nothing about it until I was an older teenager. I do also have my own experiences with sexual harassment, but go. Yes. So statistics on sexual harassment from the okay. Department of Justice shows over 1.5 million women and 800,000 three uh, 34,700 men are raped or physically assaulted annually by an intimate partner in the United States. So it's not that far off. A lot of things that you think about, you know, even with that 90% rate of women, men, it, it, it really does happen. And that's shocking I to me. Dug into more, it was more shocking of information. Nearly 20,000 sexual assaults were reported in the military last year. Oh my goodness. Is that. <laughs> Do they say anything about gender in there? 
Actually, it's about it's about even on that, oh, and it's not just word. in the midst of war. It, it, I mean, a lot of it is. Um, a lot of perpetrators um, like to do it as a form, an act of dominance and aggression, more than sexual desire. Well, that's so, kind of that falls. That makes sense. Yes. So, uh, the rape statistics showed that less than twenty percent of rapes are reported, and this is where I want to raise awareness because it is the most underreported crime that happens. And there's reasons why people don't report it. I mean, not only is it the shock and the lack of support or, uh, you know, the dissonance that happens when you go through that, but you have windows of time to where when you're in that shock, but if you immediately seek services, there's trained professionals that can make you feel safe. They can um, have a, an opportunity to, to get you through those moments because then the hard part is people falling through. You know, people like that's rough because I this is what I'm thinking as you're saying that is that I've had to seek therapy to feel safety. And that's it kind took of you years. You, it does take years because you have to then start to trust this person, which if you're not a trustworthy person or people have you have felt or been betrayed by people that you have trusted. That's not an easy thing to do. No. The older you get, the less easy that is to do, honestly. Right. So I think about stuff like that. And then I think about I, that's just hard. That's just hard. And I think also that the trauma that comes with that. When you're young and you experience sexual harassment or assault, whatever, however you want to put that, you, you're not so, it can, it can define you for one. And then there's a whole, there's all kinds, there's byproduct as a result of that. Yes. The biggest one for me was, this is my fault. Like yeah. this is my yeah. fault. And, and that happens because you can be put into... And who wants to talk about that? When, no. If you feel guilt and shame no. about that. I and because you... I, I, I am actually getting triggered myself right now just because I, I, I can relate with that. Because you have to go on. You know, it's almost like you don't know which way to go. Mm. Now, there's a flip side to this coin. When it's so underreported, 20%. So out of those... Americans that get sexually assaulted every 93 seconds, that's only 20% that are reporting it, okay? Like, it is so prevalent, and I'm talking not even sex trafficking or anything like that. I'm talking, like, events that happen in your home, at your workplace, you know, in certain environments that they, with that, uh, approximately 5% of assault reports have been proven false. I think one of these things that throw people off is this statistic. For every 1,000 rapes in the United States, 995 perpetrators will go unpunished. And it's not the fact that the justice system, but it like people literally fall through the cracks because of their own ailments from this like horrific crime that happens oh, there's to them. All, like I said, all the byproducts of yes. that. You carry guilt and shame. You start to become... There's hundreds They're of things. They're afraid to follow through. Yeah. You start covering up your body. You start not honoring your sexuality. You start to... I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that can block you when you're on a path of freedom and self-expression as a child. Because isn't that what we're doing? Completely. Completely. 
completely. And I think that also adds when you're trying to go through the legal process as well. I think there's a lot of, I don't want to experience this again. I don't want to go through it yeah. again. I don't want to see the person again. Yes. Agreed. And uh, I think that that creates more cracks in the legal system if the uh, victim is unwilling to talk about it, walk through well, the there's, process. There's parts to it too that le- uh, we had a case locally just last week that finally resolved after four years. Okay. This gentleman um, and this female victim, she was on crutches and he took her crutches away and took her upstairs and assaulted her. And she by sure will, got out of the home, and it took four years to get resolved in the justice system. And then they went through the whole plea bargaining and the negotiations of the deal to where he only got 365 days in the county jail. And there's but so she's many been people that, that touch that on that. 365 days times four. Yes. Because it's taken four years. So she's she quadrupled the and time that out. he has to spend. He's yeah, been of out. Of course he has. Why wouldn't he be? And... This is just one single case. No, no wonder these statistics are, are real. Shauna, it sounds uh, like you wanted to say. Oh no, that. I have a, a friend who's who's gone through this process, and she actually has to go to Reno, I think, every year to this guy's parole hearing. So she actually is the other side of the equation where she's like making sure that he does not Good. get out. Good for. And so she shows up and she has all of her stuff. Good for her. Don't let him out. X, Y, and Z. Yes. And faces it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, that takes so much courage. And whenever you feel like, number one, it could be your fault. I was too drunk. Or maybe I didn't say no. I was too flirty. Or or a matter of like, just even sometimes the psyche that happens to you when you, you can't believe that it could happen to you, that you go through shock like that. The majority of sexual assaults occur near the victim's home. 55% are near the victim's home. In an open public space is 15%. At or near the relative's homes is 12%. An enclosed public area like a parking lot or a garage is 10%. And on school property is 8%. So when That's I'm reading shocking. this- shocking. All like, of those statistics are shocking to me. It's gonna, I raise, I'm raising children right now. And I can tell you that I cannot safeguard them from the world as much as I can. We talk very openly. We talk very um, realistic about what could happen to you and to be aware and to speak up and to to find find me, Mm -hmm. you know, or find a teacher because it's almost like when you, when I go to the, the statistics about children, like I have an overwhelming fear. Like I would remember looking because of what happened to me to where I would look at my daughter and think the most darkest of thoughts, like, you know, relatives are doing something to her. And yeah. I would ask oh, oh, her all the time, is anybody touching so you? Is any, yes. and I would talk, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk how candid I do with her, but I would say, you need to tell mommy because it's not okay. It's not right. You know, if you're uncomfortable because it is that traumatic for me. I'm yeah. going to add more to that one there because this one, um, I've been surprised by the number of women in my life that have uh, this as a part of their past. Surprised. Have you? Surprised, have you? surprised. Yeah. Almost every major relationship I have, I've had has been with a woman who's had a, uh, a sexual uh, Some assault. assault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one of them, you're talking about the parents and having to, one situation was how dysfunctional her family became and how they reacted immediately uh, w- upon finding out what was going on. 
And uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, most of them are this. So you as a mother, having, you know, how you react at that moment and in those moments after, and if if and when that conversation has to happen, uh, has a very traumatic effect on the, on the on the victim, almost as much as the for actual, the lifetime for the lifetime because you've probably seen side effects that were anxiety, depression, yeah. poor attachment, you know, relationship trust issues, and paranoia and a lot of things that can. And just what about there's ruin. the other side of that too? All of that stuff. Hundred percent, but then there's the people who begin to be perpetrators themselves because they don't. It's an unsolved, it's an unlooked at situation. So they start to grow up thinking like it's this big secret or whatever, and then it, they become perpetrators as well. Right. And so I always take that into consideration when I hear about that. Your first reaction is what a douche or what a yeah, jerk sicko. or all that, all that. But then you have to think, okay, so maybe take what it a step happened further. To you? Where is that coming from? Yes. Where did that, because it's the same with child abuse, when somebody's hitting, 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 hitting. And the question is why? Why did you do that? Like, uh, you know, and the, the interesting thing when I got deep diving into this is a lot of people think that when men are assaulted, that they actually research and everything shows that they do not uh, become perpetrators themselves afterwards so if i would say that there may have been a lot of intervention and a lot of opportunity for for therapy and things like that but that shocked me just because you do have that mindset that Mm -hmm. stigmatism Mm -hmm. stigmatism stigma Mm -hmm. that you know what goes around comes around kind of a thing and i can tell you that not all the time because sometimes it cripples them to the point where they can't even function you know, yeah. this may be a two-part episode just because of the time, um, because I think this is the most important topic, uh, definitely, that needs to be addressed because um, it's a hidden. Secrets keep you sick, you know, and you can you can not trust the system. You can feel failed by your, your loved ones that you do tend to to trust with this information, but in all actuality, uh, as Sean said, it will have you haunted for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness, yeah. And then you have to, you know, anybody who has, and I, I will speak from my own experience, not not from a sexual standpoint, but from a traumatic, being in a relationship and having boundaries crossed over and over and over and over. Um, when I went into my next relationship, think I wasn't carrying a backpack full of shit that I was looking at the, the most innocent of, of person who had the best of intentions. And I didn't trust that for shit. Like I was, I, I came with, you know, um, all kinds of walls and it was, sure. it's not good. It was not healthy. Sure. And I have, it's just not healthy. And I have to admit this relationship that I'm in now, mm-hmm. um, by far created that safe space for me within the first time that we were opening up and being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I, my words were, I'm broken. Mm -hmm. I'm broken and I'm worried that I'm going to hurt you or I'm going to hurt me in the process because I'm not good in relationships. Mm. I'm not healthy. And don't you think by saying that though out loud, because that was probably in your head, I'm going to have to say this, but shit in our head has different meaning once it comes out of our mouth and it creates that power of like strength. 
in a really interesting way. Did he fart? Uh, probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making his presence known. Okay, we're we're about two minutes out, but I do want to get to some of these statistics. Um, Thanks. And yeah. I want to thank my my um, my better half for the opportunity because, by and large, it's it's created a a relationship that I can say will be everlasting. Um, in 2019, the, some of these stats are definitely current, but a lot of it is because they do mass studies by the Department of Justice. Over 652,676 women were raped. One, that means one, of, one out of every six American females is a victim of attempted or completed sexual assault. During 2019, 30% of all women in California were victims of rape. That's insane. In Six, California. In California. 13% of all the women I were victims of rape. 69% of rape victims in the U.S. are women aged between 12 to 34 years of age. And this makes it one of the most vulnerable populations. Um, nearly 80% of female sexual assault victims experience their first assault before the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting. Biosexual women are more than twice as likely to be victims of rape than straight women. Sexual abuse statistics show that 40% of bisexual women reported being a victim of sexual assault in 2019 compared to 17% of straight women. It's higher. And then bisexual men face similar issues with 40% of being victims of sexual assault compared to 21% of heterosexual we are going to definitely cover part two because we have to because we have to talk about the solution people too. believe yeah based on their own experiences but also like there's an abundant amount of life that happens out there and i just want to i don't want to thank feel you. this way next week thank ah! you for okay. your courage Thanks. thank you for joining us we're going to talk some more about this next week and we'll hopefully week. emerge feeling better than we do right now. Yeah. You've now been I'm listening sweating. to <laughs> Whack-A-Mole with Tina B and Charmaine G. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Watch us on YouTube and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for, well, whatever may happen with Tina B and Charmaine G on Whack-A-Mole. This has been a production from a podcast studio.